Hello wrestling fans, Quick Christmas. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quick Charisma. By golly, we're smack Avalon ringside and son of a gun. We are ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. And great Scott, we've got another great episode today, Quentin. Yeah, I wouldn't go all that with it. But yeah, we got another episode and um Yeah, I I just reviewed the show today, so yeah. Same same here. It's a uh, it's uh, fresh on the mind. Yeah, sheesh. <laughs> fresh on the mind like a, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, this is show number 37. We're putting on along. We're over halfway through the year. So, and hey, <laughs> we actually might even get a whole year of this and actually get into some good wrestling after this. <laughs> this year's over. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been thinking of different things we could choose. Uh, you know, I've, I've even recently thought if we could find uh, Cornette's entire OVW catalog, we could pick a year from that. Ooh. You know, I haven't seen hardly any OVW. Just, uh, uh, just bits and pieces I got. You know, I like... Uh, sometimes I'd pick up like extra, like people will be getting rid of like extra DVDs and they were selling for like, you know, like 50 cents a piece or a quarter a piece back in my bootleg days, you know, and I would pick them up, you know, and so I'd see, you know, episode here and there, but uh, like a whole run, I don't think I've ever, you know, seen a whole, like a whole year of, of OVW. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's out there. I'd have to look. Oh, I'm sure it is. I don't know if it's on YouTube, though, with the, all the copyright crap, you know? Right. Since New York owns it now, so. Um, did, did Cornette finally sell that? Yeah, because it's on, some of it's been on the, uh, and some of it been on the network. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't watch modern wrestling. I don't either. <laughs> well, there's a lot of non-modern wrestling on there that I used to watch, but then I realized most of the good stuff's on YouTube, so I, it's like, eh, I'll keep my $10 a month. Yeah, um, and I hope WWE never hears this, but uh, the entire Smoky Mountain run is on YouTube. I'm surprised they didn't realize that. I'm like, glad, because I've been watching a lot of that, as yeah. well as a lot of uh, a lot of Memphis other, other years than this one. Yeah. Yeah, this one. <laughs> yeah, again, my bad about that. Sorry. is <laughs> a really fun year. Oh, 88 was excellent. Because uh, the first part, you had Gilbert and all that crazy stuff with Waller. And then when that ended in the summer of uh, 88, it was the summer of the Tennessee Stud. And, man, it, Fuller and the, and the gang come in and created havoc in Memphis. And it was good. Really good. And here we are telling them about how great 88 is, but we are here in September 12th, 1987. My fault. Uh. I know, my fault. <laughs> and and if you, if you watch this show, if you listen to this, and if you watch the show, you know why he just went, because ah. that's what I did after I got through watching this. I felt, yeah, even worse than, uh <laughs> So, uh, it's not arena show, Pat. I'll say that. No, but you know what? I think I'd rather watch an arena show. Because <laughs> it was so stupid. Anyway, so it's, uh, like I said, it's our 37th uh, episode. Uh, so we're watching the CWA Memphis TV show from September 12th, 1987. 
Evansville, Indiana feed. Some means it was taken to Memphis on September 5th, 1987. So it starts off not with a regular opening. It shows starts showing a clip of a match from the Missile Coliseum, and then it goes into slow mo. And then the, then the regular show uh, opening starts. That was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was different. I do, didn't understand the slow mo. Yeah, slow mo is what I didn't understand either. It's like, why are you slow moing it? Because, <laughs> yeah, I could see how many showing it, but they do the slow mo part. That was just, I don't know. Um, so the regular music and video montage comes on, and we get to Dave and Big Jack eating at the desk. Ugh, what the crap, Lance? What are you doing to us? Hey, man, he, he gets a vacation from carrying the show once a year. Gosh, he, yeah, it was last week. Come on, now. <laughs> Do you just take a one-week vacation? I'm on vacation 24-7, 365, dude. <laughs> well, listen, Lance is a hard-working man. I know. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, so we get Big Jack eating again. Last week, it wasn't bad. This week, not so much. One week of Jack eating is all I can do. Um, so Dave greets us, and Jack gives us today's lineup. He says, Bill Dundee, Don Bass. Uh, then Dave starts uh, talking about the uh, opening video, and um, then he talks about a match with Bill Dundee and George Barnes. And he talks about Will of Torture matches. And they cut to a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This, uh, so far, you know. Um, so they come back from break. Uh, Dave's talking about the Bill Dundee, George Barnes at the Mid-South Coliseum match. Bill Dundee comes out with the international belt. And a silk shirt and jeans with a bedazzled BD on the end of them. And they were uh, bell bottoms. Yeah, oh yeah, big time bell bottoms. <laughs> so this was some of his pants from the 70s that he, he brought out of the closet. <laughs> yeah, I was Bill, like, uh, Billy thought he looked good. Yeah. That, that, that's purple silk shirt, man. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he, he, uh, he's still stuck in the 70s with his, with his wardrobe. Especially that, I guess he said, "Well, I ain't, I don't got one of my suits to wear. I'm gonna wear this outfit." <laughs> where's my Where's my bell bottoms? My bedazzled bell bottoms. I'm gonna wear them this morning. <laughs> so I uh, come out and they talk about the. Uh, well, hold on. He talks about they didn't. They, then they show the clip of the. Um, he, he talks about it a little bit. Yeah. He, he uh, they know, you know, they talk about that he had still has the belt, still has his hair. Yeah. And Bill says that Barnes is back on a plane to Australia. Not just a plane, but a back on a Pan Am plane, which Pan Am is no longer in business. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> you probably know what Pan Am is, do you? I mean, I know what Pan Am means as far as, like, Pan American Games and stuff like that. I did not know it was an airline. <laughs> Pan American Games? <laughs> yeah, it's like the Olympics. I know. Now, Pan, Pan American Airlines. Okay. Look it up, dude. That was the... 
That was the, um, that's the one that took you overseas, dude. They actually had a TV show back in, was it the late 2009s or high, whatever that little 2000 2009 era was. They actually had a TV show on, on ABC. It had got high ratings, but they canceled because the, it, uh, the budget was so high from using all the the old 60s clothes, sets, cars, and all that. So, that was over. Even though they had high ratings, the, the, their budget was so high, they had to cancel it. But yeah, Pan, Pan Am. And I want to say it was 92 it went out of business. I think. Anyway, getting back to wrestling. <laughs> um, so, they showed the video of the match. And... Um, it's from the Coliseum. It was a cage match. Uh, the stipulations was Dundee put up his hair. Um, what else? And jumpsuits. Jumpsuits. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Because he wasn't great. As well as obviously the belt. Yeah. So here's my thing. Okay. So why did um, why did Barnes have to put up a loser leave town? I don't know. They ne they never discussed that. That like makes He was the champion because Dundee didn't have the belt. Probably because he was leaving town, so they needed to give him a reason. See, remember because last week they did they talked about this a little bit. Remember because they didn't edit it out of the um, out of the loop the loop tape. Yeah. So that didn't get edited out. Remember because at the end we talked about that. So it might have been taught. It might have happened during the when they were when they set it up at the studio, which they cut that part. You know, got cut out. But the the rundown they didn't cut out the rundown. So they might have actually talked. It might have got thrown in there. We just you know as usual the loops get left out in the cold on the good stuff nine times out of ten. Um, the highlights of it. Um, Looked pretty good. Looked like it been a, would have been a, looked like a really good brawl in the cage. Yeah, yeah. The, the pacing was good. Dundee was selling like a madman. Yeah, it looked Which really he doesn't good. do often. Yeah. But it looked really good. It, it, I would have really liked to seen that whole match, man. Because it looked like it was yeah. would have been a really good, really good brawl inside that cage. It looked like, uh, from what I can tell, it looked like Barnes had color. He got some juice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Dundee didn't though, did he? I couldn't tell. I, I I couldn't tell that he had. No. Yeah, I don't think he did. If he did, it wasn't much because. That, but uh, you could tell Barnes had got it. Um, what was the finish? I didn't write the finish down. Uh, so finish is Barnes sets Dundee up for a superplex. Dundee refights out, reverses with a gourd buster, and then a whoopee cushion from the top rope. Yeah. Okay. Hits him with the bombs. Oh, that's right. Hits him with the bombs away, don't he? Yep. Yeah. That's right. Okay, that's what it was. I didn't write it down. Just remember, yeah, yeah that was a good bump. Barnes took backwards off off of off the turnbuckle. It's a good bump. Yeah, I, I I hate that bump. They're taking that face bump for the middle. It's a hard bump. It's a hard bump to take. Yeah, because you're jumping backwards and that's a hard bump. Yeah, he look it looked good. But yeah, uh, it was good. So uh, so uh, George Barnes is gone back to um, Australia. Um, I'm got my notes here. I'm gonna. They don't kind of do like they did last week. Um, you know, they really dropped the ball on that on this whole angle. Um, that could have been a moneymaker, but it seemed like it just took a back seat 
after the first week after the after they got going. Yeah. Well, they're ma- they're making Barnes leave because they ha- they had to pay the uh, the masked trio to come in. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. From I mean, after that first, you know, they built had that good racial build up with Rocky Johnson. They spun it off onto Dun him and Dundee, which even made better. And then they, you know, they gave that. It's like those really good, you know, promos for a couple of weeks, and then it just like they didn't care anymore about it. They put it on the back burner. I mean, they still had the matches and stuff, but it just. You know, it, they didn't really push it. It seemed like, yeah. Whoever took over the book must not be comfortable with Barnes, or must not have must faith not. in Barnes. Yeah, because I remember going to the the sports arena in Nashville and saw and watching them. Uh, I remember uh, two of the matches I saw of theirs. I mean, they were good, and that was the first time I ever seen somebody carry a blade in their mouth. Saw George Jordan. Barnes. Yes. We was watching, and he took a post. He went down, and he seen pull. Uh, he went and uh, put his fingers up to his mouth, and next thing you know, he's bleeding. I'm like, me and Mark Gordy was like, "Holy crap! Did you just see that?" <laughs> yeah, that's the first time. And he put it back in his mouth. It's like, whoa! Yeah, I was I was shocked. You know that. And then later, I heard a lot of people carried in their mouth. Still crazy to me, but anyway. I just yeah, think I've dropped. never attempted that. No, it's just too dangerous. Um, I've had the wind knocked out of me too much, and and you know, been hit too hard. It, it just to me, it was just it's too dangerous. Uh, but uh, what do you think? You think they dropped the ball on this? You think it, it could have been really, really, really good? I, I think that they didn't ride it out as long as they could have. Um, to, to drop the ball would mean that they didn't put any promotion behind it. At first, they absolutely did. Oh yeah, it was at first, but uh, I mean, I, I, but yeah, somebody gave up on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, you think they gave up on it too? Yeah, and, and maybe you know, maybe it was due to when he was having to go back. I don't know, but so, somewhere along the way, they gave up on it. But my thing is, though, if you know he's going back, there still was you know almost three weeks, over three at least uh, three to four weeks of. Matches they still had that they just didn't get no, you know. Even though they tried, they did a they kind of did a little something with, with the you know last week with the uh, or the, two weeks ago with with the suits and stuff. We're done them being all serious and all that. That you know, like I said, that was really good. But then they come back and they still you know then it's just like it was up and down. Like one week they'd want to push it, then next week they you know two weeks they wouldn't and then. They'd bring it back for a week, and then, you know what I'm saying? It was just up. It wasn't steady, which, you know, uh, that's what makes me think Lawler had a little bit of the booking, you know? That's why I'm thinking it was uh, this booking is Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler together because the gim- all the gimmick matches are, La- are Jarrett, all the gimmick wrestlers with the crazy masks is Lawler's, and Dundee's hot angle gets put on the back burner. Yeah, you can't rise above the king. Exactly. So I mean, that's I mean. So, but I just think they dropped. I think this could have, even though they had limited time. Uh, sometimes you can you can do really good stuff in limited time, and sometimes you can do really crappy stuff with a lot of time. So, I, and this would have been really good stuff. I think. Um, but they, I think they should just let Dundee book it, which I think they did a little bit. You could tell because it really, but. 
where they put it, you know, pushed it and put it on the card and on the TV and all that, it, it, they dropped the ball that part. So, all right, let's see where are we at. Okay, uh, cut to break. Uh, go to uh, Dave at the desk for the Wednesday night, September sixteenth, nineteen eighty-seven, uh, Evansville Coliseum, Evansville, Indiana show. It says it's Will of Torture Night, and guess what's back? Guess what's getting plugged again? <laughs> oh, I think that would be uh, Thursday, September seventeenth. If you get your tickets in advance. <laughs> You save a dollar when you get Ollie's dick. <laughs> no, they're going to Ollie's dick. They're plugging it. They're plugging another spot show in Madisonville, Kentucky on September 25th, 1987. But yeah, after two weeks of not promoting Ollie's dick, they, um, I guess, I guess, what was the other town? Uh, Huntersburg or whatever? I guess it's Huntersburg, yeah. Yeah, Huntersburg. So that was over. They can, they can push Ollie's dick even more now. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, Ollie's needs all the pushing they can get. Yeah, because <laughs> it is a long way from their their normal uh, territory run uh, area, running area. You uh, know, you know, though. I mean, it may be foreign, but sometimes foreign Ollie's dick is the best Ollie's dick. <laughs> I'm done, dude. I can't do it no more. <laughs> Good, because I'm really reaching now. Yeah, that was a reach, but I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, this is only this will be our last week of Oli Dick jokes. So, so guys, we gotta get it, get them all in when we can. Uh, Next week, Arn Packers, Nevada. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. You come off the top of your head with that. I did. I did. Okay, that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, so he starts talking about the card. He says, first match is Tracy Smothers versus John Goliath. And says Trace. Then he. And then, this is just all over the. They, this is all over the charts. It, this is so yeah. bad. Um. He says if Tracy Smothers loses, he has to run through a twenty-man belt, a twenty-man belt line of fans, or however he said it. I don't know. And then he says if Goliath loses the match, he gets ten lashes from Tracy Smothers. Then he says there's a second match of Billy Travis against the Prince, the Black Prince, sorry. No um, gimmick to it. Um, he talks about uh, John Paul and Jerry Bryan against the RPMs. That's good to see Jerry Bryan's back. We'll talk about a little that later in the show. Uh, they don't tell anything about that gimmick match. Um, then it's Rocky Johnson against Don Bass, and then he goes into... Oh no, we we got then we get some. Oh, uh, we skip something. Uh, we, we we got stipulations for that one. On oh, which one? Uh, Don Bass and Rocky Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If Don Bass loses, he gets ten hot shots from a cattle prod. And if Rocky Johnson loses, he has to eat dog food. Yeah. So, so we've gotten two matches with steps, two matches without stipulations. Then they go to the fifth match, the Mid-America title match with Jeff Jarrett, the champion, against Carl Fergie. No stipulation on that one. Then they go to, let's see, then it's a uh, uh, Southern Tag title match. Did he mention it was a Southern Tag title match? I can't remember. I didn't remember. I kept saying Southern title, but yes, okay. Southern Tag titles. Okay, uh, Patsy Paul Diamond, 
uh, bad company. They're the champ, and they didn't say who was champions. So I'm assuming they're still champions uh, against the Nasty Boys. Uh, then he does. Uh, let's see, Bill Dundee versus Big Bubba. There was no stipulation set on this one either, right? Right. Okay. But then they cut to a, a pre-recorded uh, match plug with the Prince. The best part of this was when he bashed Evansville and says that they they still have Stroh's beer up there. <laughs> yeah, he said that's that's what's left over from making beer at the bottom of the barrel. Yes. <laughs> and then Evansville cans it and drinks it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, do they even make Stroh's beer anymore? I don't know. I know it's a, it's mostly I've always seen it up north. So I don't know if they still have it or not. But it, it, it's kind of like Stroh's was kind of like a Milwaukee's best from what I can remember. I've always heard Stroh's was... Ah, so the high-class beer. Yeah, I always heard Stroh's was uh, low low budget. I don't know. Uh, but I know it was up north a lot. Uh, Stroh's was big up north. So but that was the highlight of that little talking about uh, talking about that. Um, let's go back to studio. Um, see if I need, let me see if I got any notes on that real fast. I don't think I put anything because it basically it wasn't nothing to it except they stooged off some of the gimmick matches before they showed the gimmick matches on the, <laughs> uh, with a segment, you know? I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, so they gave out, what, two, two of the things that were, they're going to show later on the show of the whole big thing. Um... Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they come back to the studio, back with Dave and Jack at the desk to talk about the Lawler Don Bass cage match, and then they uh, talk about. It, and then they show a clip, uh, video clip of it from the Midside Coliseum. Um, this had a lot of stipulations to it too. Yep. A lot. Um, Lawler's hair, five thousand dollars on a brand new Corvette. Yep. Versus Don Bass's hair, the Southern Heavyweight title, and if Don Bass loses, downtown Bruno has to leave the territory for one year. Yeah, and I forget, as soon as we got done with something last week, it hit me that we didn't realize, recognize, realize, Bruno wasn't on the show last week. I guess he wasn't. Mm-mm. I didn't even realize. That's how it shows you how much he... He got pushed down in, you know, being part of the storylines. So you, where did Bruno go? Uh, Spoilers, he leaves town, but where did Bruno go? You know what? After I watched it, I should have, I, I didn't have much, because I was just finishing up my notes when when I when you called. Uh, so I didn't have time to look it up. I want to say he went to Continental. Okay. Yeah, it's Continental. It was Continental. Because uh, he went down there and managed Humongous. So remember, Humongous would come out and he would ride on Humongous' shoulders. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it was it was, uh, it was Continental. I'll, I'll look that up and, and let us know next week. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was Continental. Um, yeah, that, I just realized, you know, every week, you know, and... He wasn't on there, and we didn't even notice it. That showed you how bad whoever booking didn't like Bruno. So who is it? 
Yes. I, like you say, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know, because Lawler don't like managers. Which, I don't understand that. Some of me does, some of me don't, from what I've heard. I don't know. Um, but it's always been a manager territory, so I don't know. You know, him. I don't know who didn't like him or didn't. Who knows? Somebody didn't like him. <laughs> I mean, that was definitely obvious, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I just... I was like, eh, that's, that's crazy, but yeah. All right, so uh, let me find my spot in the match. Where were we at? <laughs> oh, Don Bass is on Lawler. Uh, we get an early ref bump. Uh, let's see. Lawler hits a nice ability back on, on Bass. Bass jumped. He got some good lift for him, didn't he? Yeah, and, you know, this is one of Lawler's safer ability back suplexes. Yeah. Because he's known for dumping people. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was good. And I said, uh, it, it, it was a little bit of a shoulder bump, but. Bass got up good for him, you know. Yeah. It was, it was, it was good. Then Lawler goes up to the second row and, and have you ever seen Lawler, he, he jumps and misses a, a leg drop off the second. Have you ever seen him do a leg drop off the second? Never, but he's not going to miss his punch. He never misses I know, that. that's why I As soon as he went up there and he did that and I was like. And I, that hit me. I said, "Well, he didn't. He wasn't gonna miss the atomic fist drop, so he did the." But still, I was like, "A leg drop? That was wild. I, I never seen him do even try one." Yeah. Well, I could tell by how he went into it too. <laughs> it did look. Yeah, it did look. The, <laughs> there, there was no grace to it. Yeah, you can tell it was. Uh, it was something that something hit. If he has it before, it had been very many times because his form wasn't. Put it this way, it wasn't Bobby Eatonish <laughs> at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not even one percent. Um, yeah, so he, he messes the second rope leg drop, and then baskets on him, and then here comes the um, no cell fire up strap drop on Bass. So when you get strap drops, it's Katie bar the door, you know. So. Yeah, and I think Bass was blown up because he wasn't selling those like he has in the past. Well, they said it went, what, 15 minutes almost? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure Don was huffing and puffing by then. Even though it was still paced, I'm sure, but still. Um, there was another ref bump. <laughs> so the prince climbs up on the cage. Okay, he had the guitar, and he's climbing up on the cage. You, you couldn't see him. Bruno was on the hard camera side. He's climbing the cage. Did you see that? Yeah, oh, how could you miss him? He's wearing a <laughs> green and yellow Jester's outfit. Okay, I know what I was like. Uh, you know, call they even though they should have told Brookhouse, hey, go on the hard camera side in case we want to use this. Because you could not see him at all. I, you could tell somebody was there. I could tell it was him at first. Could you? No, not at all. In fact, at first, it just looked like a guitar flew into the ring. Yeah, and I rewound a couple times so I see it. It, used to, it was hard to tell it was him. Um, yeah, so he throws the guitar in. Um, Bass picks it up. I thought Lawler gave him a nut shot at first. I thought he did too. Well, here's the thing. If he gave him a nut shot, he didn't sell it long. Because he got right back up. He did fed up for the guitar shot. <laughs> well, you know, it was coming. He had to get in position. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess... Yeah, I guess so. I guess because I said he got a nut shot, then I put 
Well, maybe not, because he got right back up from the he didn't sell it more than two seconds. So Lawler gets a guitar, bops um bass on the head. You can tell it wasn't a gimmick guitar because he didn't hit him hard with it. And uh it covers him uh Calhoun rolls over one, two, three, Lawler wins, and then they cut to Bass getting his head shaved. And he's got great pouting facials. I love it. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's sitting there just pouting about it. Um, somebody's yelling in the background about uh, they're going to file an injunction or something, and I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so I go back to Dave, and out comes Bass and the Prince. Bass is irate. I mean, he is he is mad. So he's going to kill somebody, and he hits the ring. And that somebody is David Wilson. <laughs> so the first match of the day is Don Bass against David Wilson. All your matches from the studio days, the uh, referee for all the matches are going to be Jerry Calhoun. So. Uh, and before we go into this match, because it only lasts 11 seconds, <laughs> Bass did something that I love. So usually after the hair match, they go and get the rest of it shaved off because it's all patchy. Not, Not Don Bass, baby. He left it patchy. <laughs> yes, I was he took off his hat, and there's a patch of hair yeah. on the sides. Yeah, because they didn't. They went, yeah, because in the when they were still in the cage after they got done, it still had the old gaps and that, like you said, the patches. And Bruno had takes his uh, shirt off and puts it on, and gives it to Don. He puts it on his head. So you figure when he comes out there with his cowboy hat, he takes it off. He's you know he doesn't got it all you know shaped up and and, and everything and. Nope, you're right. It's all nappy still. <laughs> so, and did you notice he ran out there? He went. I think he went to grab Dave. And like, yeah. And went, and then I think he's like, oh, I better not, you know. But it, I mean, I think he was so he he just ran out there and it's like, I better not grab, <laughs> you know. They probably don't know what's coming. So I might, I better. It's like he went. Like he got right. Full force right to him. Look like he was going to grab me. Just stopped. <laughs> and then he started talking. <laughs> and Jack Eaton's back here acting like an idiot. Did you notice that? Uh, I didn't notice so much. I saw him like chuckling. Oh, he was back here doing Oh, he did all day. He just. Oh, man. I'm, uh, he's got to go. I'm tired of him already. Um, last week was good. He was a good cheerleader. This week he. Uh, yeah, he. He. He needs to go. Uh, so he hits the ring. Uh, he uh, jumps. He jumps David Wilson. Uh, gives him a stiff clothesline for the win. <laughs> for the win. Uh, then, um, then, then the prince comes in, and the prince and they start get they get on back on uh, on Wilson, and Prince holds him in. Bass starts cutting his hair. Um, somebody comes in to make the save. They didn't say his name. Yeah, they uh, said it a little later. Yeah, Greg said Jones. It later, yeah. At first, they didn't say his name at all. Um, they barely acknowledged him. Greg Jones comes in. They knock him down. Um, so they start cutting more hair. John Paul comes in, tries to make the save. Prince cuts him off and gets on him. And then they say the commission, all the commission's out there holding the door, and the camera shoots over. to They're holding the babyface door shut. They're still cutting his hair. Um, okay, here's my... I got my... I'm sitting, insert my note right here. 
Okay, why they got they're cutting uh, Job Guy One's hair. Job Guy Two comes in. Why don't they cut his hair too? Because Job Guy One got the extra money to get his hair cut. But to me, but I know, but I'm looking as of watching it. Why didn't they cut the other guy's hair too? If you're so mad, you're just cutting people's hair. Yeah. Oh, why didn't he just stab him with the scissors? <laughs> well, you don't want to go to. You don't want to get attempted murder. Yeah. Or I mean, well, it's, it's Memphis. I'm sorry. Did, did, did this just serve any time? I'm just. I'm put it this way. Not attempted murder, but uh, uh, didn't want to, have to do an angle with Don Bass and a job guy. <laughs> After he heals up. But why didn't they cut the other guy's hair? And then when John Paul came in, at least, at least get a little nip of his hair. You know, don't cut his hair because he, you know, he, he, he's, you know, undercard, you know, uh, spot show, sometimes house show guy. Just get a little snip of his. Then let him powder, you know, and then hit him and let him sell out to the ropes, you know? To me, just cutting the one job guy's hair looks stupid. When there's another job guy, just equally as available right beside him. <coughs> Excuse me. When they're supposed to be so mad. I don't know. I guess, did I look too much into it for being Memphis? I think you may have. Okay. Anyway. So finally, the baby faces bust open the door. Then we've got a big brawl with all the baby faces in the hills. They're brawling all over the place. Except for Lawler. He's just in the ring standing there. Yeah. Or oh, Jeff Jarrett, too. After they brawl on the floor, Lawler and Jarrett just stay in the ring. <laughs> and then Dundee has to go get a chair, of course, and run everybody off because he's super, five foot seven Superman. Um, so the hills powder in the back. Uh, then Dave. Uh, <laughs> then Dave uh, throws to the will of torture. And ugh. With a, and they've even got a graphic that looks just like the old Wheel of Fortune. Well, I say just like, like a third grader drew the old Wheel of Fortune. That's what I said. Um, a really bad drawing of Wheel of Fortune. It's a, a takeoff of the Wheel of, Wheel of Fortune gimmick, but it, it's drawn instead of a graphic. I mean, it's a graphic, but it's, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, and, and they also have bad game show music. Yeah, but it gets worse. Then Dave says he's got a uh, co-hostess and introduces Vanna Black. Seriously. They, they didn't even try. I know. I was like, come on. Really? Seriously? That's what you're going to give us? Vanna Black. Then it cuts to break. It goes to Dave with the Evansville uh, second rundown of the day. They should have just brought back him and Lee Arthur. Yeah. Like I, I know, I was thinking that, and then I was like, eh, this girl's better looking than Emily Arthur, so. <laughs> I guess that's one, the only good thing about that whole thing was, at least they got a, a chick that looked good. Um, they get the whole card. Uh, do you want to run down the card? Uh, well, it's the same card we ran down before. Oh, uh, sure, we already did. Never mind. The, the only difference is he gives us, uh, Stipulations for different matches. Yeah, for two of them, I think it was. Yeah, this one, the Rock and Roll RPMs versus John Paul and Jerry Bryant. Uh, both members of the losing team get ten pot, uh, hot shots from the cattle prod each. And the international ta uh, title match, 
Bill Dundee and Big Bubba. Bubba has to eat dog food if he loses. Dundee has to run through the 20-man belt line. Yeah. So, so as, as we'll find out momentarily, they did not work this wheel. <laughs> All right, hold on a second. Um, so if they didn't give them all the stipulations on when they on these two different uh, run, car, uh, show rundowns, the Evansville show rundown, they didn't give them uh, a, not all. They gave us most of them though, hadn't they? <laughs> Let's see. They haven't given us Carl Fergie and Jeff Jarrett. And the Nasty Boys and Bad Company. And yeah, and the Nasty Boys. So two, so two of the, the well, six matches, because uh, Travis and Prince don't have a stipulation. Um, so two of the six, so they've given us four of the six as stipulations. What the crap, man? Come on. Jeez. It's ridiculous. It, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So they go back to the studio. Oh, man. Lawler apparently had to leave because his has already been done. Yeah. So they're talking about Lawler's. So that or um, this was, they, when they come back to break, they cut already halfway, cut Lawler's off halfway and it had out from the Memphis part. Because he wasn't on the Evansville show. So no, he wasn't, was he? No. Yep. So I guess they didn't. They tried to edit it out, but they didn't edit it out all the way. Whoever's in these shows, it must be doing it for free. They must get somebody at the uh, somebody that's an intern at the uh, one of the colleges. <coughs> Sorry about that. Well, so apparently, uh, according to Cornette, I was listening to Cornette's podcast, and he said that Channel Five was the one who edited all the tapes. I'm sure they do because it's their equipment. But I'm sure they got a, they're having to pay for it. So. No. Uh, apparently, Jerry Jarrett got paid for TV. Oh, I know he got paid for TV for having it on there, but for the. Yeah, for, and they, they filmed it. I'm talking about for the for the loot bicycle tapes, though. I'm sure he had to pay for those. Mm, not according to Cornette. Really? In 87? Yeah. Yep. Ooh, I don't know about that. I can see it back in when they were uh, back in the heyday, definitely. But in '87, I don't because that's a lot of money, man. Because that's you, you got to think they're still probably the hottest thing on that channel. Yeah, but you got to think though, how much time? Because it's just not one tape; it's getting bicycled out. Because it's Louisville, Nashville, Evansville. That's three tapes. That's three. That's a lot of time, dude. Uh, well, judging by this editing, apparently not really. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying though, I, I'm wondering though. Okay, even if he didn't have to pay, if it, I'm sure they probably said, okay, um, for your your loop bicycle tapes you do each week. Either you pay for them, or we get interns to do them. I'm thinking that's well, what it had to be. Somebody made their five-year-old kid an intern, so. That's what I'm saying, because cause that's a lot of work. for Even though they're making, like I said, that's still the top show on the team, even 87. That's still a lot of work 
TV production was wasn't and cause see the thing is though that Memphis TV they didn't have to uh, edit it it was live yeah so you know they, they, they didn't have to have a you know edits and all you know they didn't have to have a you know uh, post production I mean or whatever they want to call it you know what I'm saying so they weren't spending no money so yeah they you know and they and that was the hottest rated show but when you start taking that, the you have to take the video, cut it up, insert three different tape. That's a lot of time and money. So I'm thinking they, yeah, they probably didn't charge Jerry Jarrett for them, but I'm sure they didn't have their. Uh, I bet they had their. They had to have their intern. I bet none of they had their interns doing it. Oh, they obviously didn't have their crack staff on it. So I'm talking. About, Full, not just this horrible episode. I'm talking about. You oh, know, period. No, I got you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying all the time. Um, you know, yeah, they might not been paying. They might not been paying for it, but they wouldn't. Their their full time employees wasn't doing it. There's no way, because I mean, they, you got to think back then. This was basically pre computer too. They were still tape. And cutting that tape and all that, that's, that's a pain in the butt. Splicing that stuff, you know? But, you know, now it's you can get it done in no time. It's digital. You know, this was before digital. It was all tape. You have to do it, you know. I'm sure they had great equipment to do it, but still, it ain't nothing like it is now where you can do it in no time at all. You know? So yeah, I, no, I get you. Uh, so I, there's no way. I mean, yeah, he might not have been paying for it, but he wasn't getting their, uh, their, trust me, the people editing this show was not the one editing their, um, editing their news broadcast, you know, when their, their, uh, anchors or their whatever go out into the field and, and, and film a, um, you know, you know, a story or whatever for the news that night. And they bring it back and they edit it. That's not the same person doing it. There's no way. <laughs> so. You think about it, and it's the weekend too. So they're getting those on the weekend. They're they're, they're interns, but ninety nine point nine nine nine. It's interns doing it on the weekends. So anyway, well, hey, we're gonna take a little short break, and uh, we come back. We're gonna finish up this. Um, uh, I like to say the old spin the wheel, make the deal gimmick, but uh, the wheel of torture, because uh, uh, it's very long. So. Uh, we're going to take a little break, and we'll get back into that hot and heavy when we get back. We'll be right back, folks. Yellow again, everybody, and let me ask you a question. Do you like the Territorial Wrestling Review podcast? Now, we can't get your gimmick card, and we can't shave it up. But what we can do is put a high-quality T-shirt on your body. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Jeremiah Plunkett and get the official Territorial Wrestling Review T-shirt. <laughs> Oh, how am I supposed to follow that? <laughs> and actually, I don't think, I think when we came back and I started back up, I hit the button twice. So I think it messed your, it, I think we'll have like two seconds of you talking it didn't cut. But it got the part, <laughs> the main part of that. <laughs> okay, well, I was going to talk about Scott Till's crowbarpress.com. I don't know if I can do that. Crowbarpress.com. Also can't get your gimmick up, but if you like wrestling, maybe it'll make it twitch. Dude, 
Come on, I can't talk. Anyway, Scott put out uh, four new books this week. Um, oh, new books. Okay, I'm excited about this. Yeah, he put out uh, Amarillo uh, early. I, I forgot. I didn't. I can't remember the years. Uh, it's the venues, the wrestling venues of the Amarillo Territory. Uh, I want to say it was the 20s and 30s or something. I can't remember the actual dates. And the um, Knoxville, Tennessee wrestling venues. Uh, that's two books. The third book, he's got um, the uh, southeastern, uh, southeastern Knoxville territory. He's got programs. It's a, it's a book about the, the programs from the um, southeastern Knoxville territory, uh, Fuller's territory. And then the fourth one is uh, it's a book about N. Gunkel's All South Wrestling uh, that ran opposition uh, back in the... Um, Early 70s, um, it's a picture book, I think it's what it is, actually. Uh, uh, tons and tons of pictures of Ann Gunkel's uh, promotion where she, uh, so they, that was the, the War of Atlanta in the early 70s, uh, a lot of people know about. And there's not a lot of stuff out about Ann Gunkel. I mean, there's stories and stuff, but there's not a lot of, uh, not a lot of video available, uh, not a lot of pictures, uh, but Scott is, as as Got um, a bunch of pictures, has cleaned them up, and has made a book out of it. So if you want to know more about the uh, uh, Ann Gunkel's history of her promotion in, in Atlanta and the War of Atlanta in the early 70s, uh, check it out. That'd be very interesting to, uh, to look at, too, because like I said, there's not a lot of stuff out there on that, on that Ann Gunkel's uh, promotion. So uh, he's got those four books he just put out this week. Uh, he's still got some more coming up. Uh, I think he said at least five or six more. I think he said before the end of the year. Uh, so he said he's 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 a working machine. He puts in about I don't know. He put it away. He works more on this stuff than than what he gets out of it, folks. So show him some love and uh, go to crowbar crowbarpress.com and let's say give Scott some love. Yeah, and, th and those books I'm looking at them right now. Uh, we have the Great Pro Wrestling Venues, Volume 5 and Volume 6. Volume 5 is Knoxville, 1905-1960 by Tim Dills and Scott Teal. And Volume 6 is Amarillo, 1911-1960 by Chris Knights and Scott Teal. Also, Classic Arena Programs, Number 5, Southeastern Championship Wrestling, 1975-1977. And then... Let's see, Through the Lens, Through the Ropes, Volume 3, All-Star Wrestling Alliance, 19, uh, excuse me, All-South Wrestling Alliance, 1972-1974. Yeah. It's good stuff. Go check it out. Show them some love. Sorry, right, well, so we're back to the, to the uh, TV show, and um, we're doing the uh, Will of Torture. Um, <laughs> so we got Dave and, and, and Vanna Black at the wheel. And Dave says the uh, king, like I said, okay, you're talking about that. Yeah, the king already did his match, and it's the. Uh, did you say what it was? I can't remember. If you it, did. Yeah, if the, if the king loses, he has uh, to run through a 20 man belt line. Yes. Okay. Sorry, so Dave calls out Tracy Smothers and Goliath. Uh, but we get the whole commission comes out. So then uh, all the bay faces come out. So. We got all the heels on one side, all the bases on the other side. Then Randy Hales runs out and says there'll be no confrontation between anybody. If anybody starts anything, they will be suspended. So, 
this has gotten confusing already because at first it looked like they it was set up to be that call them out and then everybody comes out so uh whoever booked this and dave are not on the same page <laughs> from the very get-go so that's not it shows you right now this is not good hey, you know <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's a time-saving thing because this this segment went eleven or twelve minutes. Oh yeah. Oh, it definitely would have took forever to call them out one by one. But uh, I'm saying, I think at first they probably on Dave's format sheet. I bet it it was one on. You know what I'm saying, and and they probably didn't give him the Iggy on that, so he didn't know. So he was probably going by his format sheet. <laughs> And whoever the booker was said, no, we're sending them all out. Anyway, it was good they sent Hells out. Because if they didn't, they would look stupid. Them not, you know, are just sitting there with each other or not, you know. To, it, 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 look, I think it was good they sent him out and say, hey, if y'all do anything, you're going to send so they won't, you know, so so they won't be doing anything, you know. Um, so like I said, Smothers is the first one to Goliath. Uh, they spin the wheel for Tracy and... Um, Uh, and as you'll learn with these results, this wheel's not gimmicked at all. The wheel's not gimmicked, and the wheel is not made right. Because Dave, he, he says the wheel stops, and the little the little ticker gimmick, the arrow, is pointing at a match, and Dave says the whole totally different thing. Uh, on but, some of them, so... Well, yeah, but... Any, like, but they like, like Tracy Smothers lands on, you have to run through a 20-man belt line as well. Goliath lands on, well, he lands on uh, 10 hot shots with the cattle prod, is what it shows, but Dave says he gets 10 lashes from Tracy Smothers. Yeah, so what it is, whoever made, I was actually shocked they actually made the board, it actually didn't look bad, but whoever made it, the little pegs that are in between the the stipulation where the, where the Arrow will, if you know, get it dividers, the little peg, you know what I'm saying, on the round gimmick. Yeah, they put them inside of the stipulation, they should have put them in between the stipulations. So it could be say, it could be so. It just, it was, if you watch, you'll see it. They they built it wrong. So it, it, it could be saying the arrow could be on one stipulation. But they're saying it's saying something else. It, you know, it, it was. Did you notice that it was really bad? Yeah, they made no, it, it like it, it looked nice until you got up close to it. Yeah, and then your the craftsmanship was not there. Yeah, they put them pegs in the wrong places. So if it if it didn't stop right in the middle of the stipulation, if it was on the the little side pegs on each one of the stipulations, it would say it would look like it was pointing to the other stipulation, but it was it, it was just jacked up. <laughs> so Smothers cuts a little promo while his thing's going. Um, let's see. Did, what did Goliath just said something like, blah, 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 and that was, I don't even know what he, I didn't even write it down what he I, said. I, I'll be honest, I didn't write down what anybody said because it was so generic. Yeah. It, they they but, couldn't yeah. really say anything because they didn't know what stipulation they were going to get. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, it's still, it's, the whole thing of going back, they always, Give them, you know, like the 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 deal last time with the ten second, you know, gimmick match thing, or you know, weapons gimmick. You know, they had five to ten seconds to say something. 
So it's they're getting their money out of this cattle prod. It must have cost a pretty penny. Yeah, I know. I was, that's, yeah, this is what? Third week? Yep. Well, I bet the rats have some... Never mind. <laughs> anyway, ter the territory was... <laughs> yeah, anyway. Okay. Uh, where was I? Okay. So then the, the next spin is... Let's see, where to put... Okay, is the RPMs and John Paul and Jerry Bryant. The RPMs, he goes first for the RPMs. And Davis says a little something. I didn't, like I said, he, I didn't write it down either, but he says something to them. Uh, and they get the 10 shots with the cattle prod. So then he spends it for uh, John Paul and Jerry Bryant. And they get the same thing. Ten shots with cattle prod. The Jerry Bryant talks about. He gives a little promo there. He talks about um, being sick and being out for eight months. And uh, I was shocked that he came back because it went too much longer. He got sick again, so I don't think he's gonna be back long. Because, um, gosh, I want to say he was eighty-eight. He was sick again in 88, I believe. So he went back roll, back too long. So then they go to the next one. It's Don Bass and Rocky Johnson. <laughs> and you can tell Rocky Johnson was really enthused about doing this. So Don Bass goes first. And he gets the uh, 10 shots with the cattle prod. Then Rocky, they spin for Rocky and Rocky walks off. Before he even hits, it stops on the on the thing. Did you did you see him? Yeah, no, he, he totally walks out, walks off, looks back for like a second. He can um, care less. They, was... they say they say Rocky will have to eat dog food if he loses, though it obviously lands on painted yellow from head to toe. Yeah. <laughs> but man, I'm sorry, but. I think the first group, I'll say this, I think the first group didn't realize out the out the gate that it was each person gets a different stipulation. Yeah, I was gonna say it in my notes at the end of this. <laughs> but um that not that what yeah. Nobody realized that the rule something happened between Dave and the booker and, and the format sheet. Stuff went awry. Nobody was on the same page. But yeah, Rocky just walked off. I was like, dude, that look, to me, that looked bad, I thought. Yeah? Yeah, I thought he was walking off because he didn't realize how, how it went. But I don't know, maybe he just wasn't enthused about this stupid booking. Well, he didn't seen three people in front of him go get, you know? That's my thing. He didn't see, there's three people in front of him that knew that... that each person gets their own thing. So I think he just, like you said, he 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 thinks this is stupid also. <laughs> Thought it was stupid and walked off. <laughs> he did. He just said, he just like, <laughs> he said, screw it. Just walked off. So <laughs> after that, uh, let's see. Uh, then we get the, mm, excuse me. Uh, Carl Fergie and Jeff Jarrett step up to the step up to the plate. Carl Carl Fergie gets um, 
run through the 20 fans with the belts. And Jeff Jarrett gets the two dozen eggs smashed in the face. Well, we definitely know who's going over in that match. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Boy, if there's anybody we know who's what the who's going to win this one, that that one told he definitely who's winning that match. <laughs> oh, me. And they did say this is for the title. Okay, that's right. All right. So then we get John Paul, John Paul, <laughs> Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond, I can't even read my writing, and the Nasty Boys. They get up to bat, up to the plate, and we get the Nasties eat a can of dog food, and then they tell them, oh no, it's for each person of the team. So not so Sags gets the dog food, then they roll it for Nobs, then Nobs gets the 10 shots with the cattle prod. But why wasn't each member of the team for the RPMs match? Exactly. Huh. Good catch there, Padre. Yeah. See, nobody's on the same page. Not at all. This is cluster. You know what? This is some egg. This is some chicken poop you can't make chicken salad out of. This is so messed up. Man, I didn't realize that. Yeah, what the crap? Jeez Louise. So then uh, Paul and Pat, they do theirs. Paul gets the dog food, and Pat gets painted yellow head to toe. And then we get to hear Pat Tanaka, the first time he's talked in over three months. Did you notice that? Oh, absolutely, I did. <laughs> I, I, have, I have noted here, Pat finally talks. Yeah, after three months, Pat Tanaka talks. And then we remember why he didn't. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't, it wasn't as, hey, it wasn't as worse. Put it that way. <laughs> definitely wasn't his best. Definitely wasn't his worst. It was what it was. It was Pat Tanaka talking, so... Pat, Pat just has an unbelievable delivery. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, he's never been a he's never a good talker. Never has been. Um. Then we get to actually the highlight of this for me. We get Big Bubba and Bill Dundee. Yeah, and even though Bubba's lost the superstar name, he's still wearing the outfit. Exactly. <laughs> we got no dancing today from Bubba. But we got a uh, we got some comic routine from him, which was just as good. So they spin and Bubba gets the, uh, he gets eat the can of dog food. The Bill gets the fans uh, twenty fans uh, belt line whatever thing. But what? <laughs> I hope those fans are getting a payoff because they're in like every match. I ain't that the truth. Here's my thing. This is what to me it was worth it. Bubba cutting the jokes on Dundee. <laughs> Uh, let's see when they said it, it was the dog food uh, Bubba said it'd no be like before eating. that before that oh it talked about Vanna Black being taller yeah. than Dundee yeah <laughs> <laughs> boy you know Dundee did not like that no absolutely he's, not he said the host is taller than you Dundee <laughs> I was like man yeah, then he goes, then he hit, then Bo hit the dog food. He says, that's okay. It's just be like eating dinner at the Dundee house. <laughs> you know Dundee, 
did not like that. Bubba was cut. I said that those two lines almost made this whole thing worth sitting through. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I said almost, not. <laughs> but it was definitely the best part of it. I thought. Yes, very much so. Because you know how Dundee was. You know he was he was. He oh, was, he was he was livid. You yeah, know, you can tell he was he was burning up inside on that. So and then he comes. Then Dundee comes back with. He said that's okay because. He's even if I did lose, there ain't none of those fans gonna whoop this American Aussie with the belts. I was thinking that was the one of the dumbest lines of, t uh, of the show. You shouldn't say, "Well, if I lose, you shouldn't say you're gonna lose anyway." Anything, you know? And he said he's gonna lose the hair match. Maybe uh, he's all. He also has a twenty belt match. That's an issue. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> So, okay. Thank goodness that's over with. Yeah. Oof. So they cut the break and they come back to the second match of the day. It's the RPMs against uh, Ed Maddox and Greg Jones. I still can't get to that music because they cut it off right when they start the lyrics. I, I know the song. I can hear it in my head. I just got to hear the lyrics to figure out what it is. Um... Did you catch Big Jack Barry and Calhoun in this match? Yes, I got it in my notes. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, right yes. at the beginning of the match, he says, and Calhoun's just going to watch. And then it was something else. I think a choke or something. It was the, uh, they rammed uh, one of the guys, because uh, uh, Mike Davis had his legs sticking in the ring, and he ran, uh, Tommy Lane ran the guy's head into it. And he said something. What was it? I got it. Oh yeah. No, I don't. I don't think that's legal. Yeah. yeah. But, you know. I don't think Calhoun knows the rules. Yeah. I said. Then I was like, yeah, I got my nose. I said, and Big Jack buries Calhoun in this match. <laughs> Big time. I was um, like, he's got to go. <laughs> it's like he's yeah. burying the ref now. So and, and this match was nothing to write home about. I mean, it was fine. Just technically fine. You know, it was what it was. Second rope heart attack ends it in about 3.30. Yeah. Punch, a lot of punches and kicks. A lot of suplexes, though. Yeah. So, on both sides. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, like, you know what it was? Um, like I said, the heart attack for the win off the second. Uh, here's my thing. The RPMs, this is a good, solid match. It's good, you know, they've... They fed them this third week in a row. They've, you know, they've, um, they've been on there. They've had two job matches, and then last week they had that real good uh, match with Travis and Jarrett. Um, I think it's next. It's it's time to feed them some. I mean, not feed them, but put them in an angle with somebody. Not that you know, Nasty's are on top with uh, that company. There's other tag teams. They need to start a, another a, a program with another team mid card. Start working their way up. You know. Because it seems like they're just they're, they've they're not doing you know they've had them in single matches and you know they they've doing these stupid gimmick things but they got them in a you know they need somebody more than John Paul and Jerry Bryant to work an angle with you know work with a little higher you know work a few weeks and by the time the nasties and back cutting what they're gonna do that should be done and maybe you know what I'm saying. They need to start because uh, they they leave them down here too long doing nothing. They're gonna get stale. You know, last time they got stale 
they were on top, and then, you know, it just, it, they got stale. But they've had three, you know, they had three solid matches, two job, solid job matches, and one good match with Jarrett and Travis. Um, they do something with them, I think. I think it's time, you know? What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, yeah, not give I them mean, that well, top spot, but give them something in the middle, but a little angle. They just don't have a babyface tag team. Well, well, that's right, because Mark Starr's gone. Um, my thing is, they can't... John Paul and Jerry Bryant, that's not... I don't think that'd be good. Is that, they're, that's, they need somebody a little higher than that, but there really ain't nobody. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, not right now there isn't, especially yeah. not with... Uh, with Jeff they're having to defend the Mid-America title. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Guess there's really nothing to do, but they, but they need... Well, even if they did like a two-week, or, you know, just a small, two, maybe a two-week run with with um, John Paul and... Um, well, crap, what's Smothers doing? I don't know. Put Smothers and, Smothers and John Paul in there. Let them work on a three-week thing, you know? That would Smothers and the RPNs work good together. Yeah. Huh. Ah, we're not bookers. So what do we know? <laughs> but I just think that I think it's time they got to, you know, they can't do it too much longer because they will lose, you know, I think. Um, so they cut the break, come back to the studio, straight to the ring, and the Nasty Boys music hits. Uh, there's no graphic for this. Uh, Nasty Boys hits the ring on Keith Eric and Keith Roberson. Um, this was kind of crazy at the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a it, it was a big brawl. Yeah, um, I mean, actually, the brawling was better than the finish. Yeah. So Knobs, uh, uh, let's see, Knobs was in the ring uh, with Keith Eric and Sags and um, Keith Robertson went on the floor, and finally got back in the ring, and the Knobs hit the. Um, the old sheep herders double team gimmick. What's yeah, it called? Uh, big double gut buster. Yeah, double gut buster on him for the pin. But yep. it was all sloppy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Knobs gave Eric like three three back elbows. I think that's the only thing you do. Is that in the, uh, that in the clothesline? I think that's the only thing Knobs can do. So yeah, that match was what it was. I <laughs> mean, but the Nasties are over. They're getting pops. They're getting yeah. Pops. 48 seconds. That's yeah. as long as the Nasty Boys match should be. Exactly. It don't need to be going long, no longer than a minute. Minute tops. Very t The very limit. Most it should be a, a minute at the top. You know, longest ever. Uh, so we've got the fourth match. It's Bobby Jackers uh, versus uh, William Thompson, the freezer. Um, Jaggers starts off the heat. Uh, hits him with the short arm clothesline. He's with a couple elbows uh, to the face. Uh, you know, Frazier was seated again, the elbows. That looked pretty good. A little different. Uh, you don't see many elbows to the face, you know? Yeah. That's decent. Then he's in the clothesline for the for the win. Uh, short mat, it was good uh, for what it was. It, it's, you know, you don't, uh, it got him, you know, Jagger's coming in. Jagger's, you know, he, he like, was it a year before that he was on, or six months ago he was on, uh, what, uh, WCW with Dutch Mantel as the uh, Kansas Jayhawks, 
Uh, yeah, I think that the timing's about right. Yeah, and I think after that he went to Puerto Rico, and then he came here. I was going to look it up, but I didn't have the time today because I was running behind on, on finishing this. But I think he came from, I don't know if he came straight from Crockett or if he had a stint in Puerto Rico because he did Puerto Rico off and on through the mid to late 80s a lot. So, um, but I like this because it was short. It was good. Uh, I was glad they put Freezer in there. Because uh, I know for, and nothing is because you don't want to get a guy coming in and give him, you know, a, a job guy that sucks. You know, they know Freezer going there and take take the bumps for him. Won't won't look bad. You know, uh, so I'm glad they put Freezer in there. Cause some of those job guys they use been using here lately uh, would have been bad. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Jaggers would have killed him. Yeah, it wouldn't have turned out good. So they put there was a good idea to put Freezer in there because I know Freezer can take the good bumps and uh, knows what he's doing. So uh, uh, good little match to introduce Jaggers to the territory. Um, they cut the break, then they um, go to Dave with Evansville card. Um, no stipulations are announced this time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the only thing extra we get is a Billy Travis pre tape. Yeah, Travis is a pre tape. And they cut him off. Yeah, no, <laughs> it gets cut off. Now, here's one thing about Travis. <coughs> Hold on. <coughs> sorry about that. Okay, so I'm thinking about this. I know I've put, I've been too much thinking into this. So, why didn't Travis, Travis, and the Prince were the only car, uh, match on the card that had stipulation uh, and didn't, uh, wasn't on the the wheel spinning gimmick. So I said, well, why would they do that? Because the whole card's gimmicked up. Then I thought about it. I was like, do you think actually they actually thought, you know, because this is a week that when they tape it, it's a week ahead of when the Evansville Louisville Nashville shows are, right? Do you actually think that they thought, Somebody actually might remember that it's not been 30 days since um, he got suspended. And if it goes out on the loop, they'll see that. So, am I putting too much into it? I think you're giving them too much credit. Do you think they actually, the one thing they actually thought about the whole show that made sense, they actually did, or is it just uh, they. I don't know. It's, just, it's weird that they didn't put a stipulation on it. Yeah? They yeah, it, it's definitely strange, but I think you're giving them too much credit thinking it was a plan. <laughs> oh, so you're too much, yeah, too much credit, right? <laughs> you think they just actually stumbled somehow into going by their rules on something? <laughs> Yes, accidentally, 100%. Accidentally stumbled across the, the actually going by the the stipulation of a, uh, a 30-day suspension. <laughs> Somehow they ended up that way and they just, well, hey, let's go with <laughs> Or they probably didn't even notice it to this day. <laughs> okay. I have nothing. I guess that's me putting too, thinking too much into it, ain't it? Uh, again, I just think you're giving them too much credit. Maybe not thinking too much into it, but I think you're giving them too much credit. But hey, I might be wrong, and they may have had that forethought and missed everything else. <laughs> missed everything else? That was so obvious, right? Yeah. 
I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to help them out. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I look at this as like. You know. How can they not care? You know. I'm trying to help them out. You know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so go back to the studio. It's uh, Jeff Jarrett against the graphics is Carl and Goliath. <laughs> well, you, you totally forgot Billy Travis. Oh, what did I say? You just said Jeff Jarrett against. I mean, listen, he'd still win that match too, but. <laughs> well, so I guess they did. You know, I, I'm sorry, Billy Travis and Jeff Jarrett. And man, they're over. They come out, man. They get a pop. That pop's big. Did you notice the big muscled up black guy with the gold gym shirts back in the crowd? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I think he's, he's trying to get a spot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking it might be the mighty Zulu trying to get his job back after ten years. <laughs> that's Ron Pope. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a guy. That's that's an indie worker. Works the indies around there. They're trying to get a job. Yeah, it's a bit of, this might this might as well be a handicap match because. Uh, <laughs> Mighty Goliath's K and H tag is also on the team, and it's it's out. You pointed that out last week, and now I can't unsee it. <laughs> I'll put on here. Uh, Jared and Fergie start. They trade a couple punches. Uh, then they, oh yeah, this was this was good. Man, they did a, a opening spot of Jared did a leapfrog, leapfrog, body slam, clothesline. Fergie bumps out. Boy, Fergie is just working his butt off. Yeah, he is. Carl, Carl Fergie is awesome. I put in my notes, I said, oh, where was it at? Fergie working hard again. Man. I'm telling you, dude, he's, he's, I, I tell you, I think he's saying, hey, look, Dundee and Lola, I'm the same age, look at this. I know he's doing that. Inside, he's saying, watch this, I'm the same age, watch me, watch this, guys. Yeah. Well, and he, and he made this match too, not just with the in ring work, but like he was the entire character of this match. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, he, he would he would come in and console Goliath. He'd yeah. come in and congratulate Goliath when he did something good. Yeah, he's a he's he's great. He he's he's been in the business. He's seen that he's you know been in the business for what ten years at this time. He's worked you know, and you think about when he went out to Watts. When you're a referee, man, you watch, you get to see all kinds of different styles of matches. And you pick up so much stuff. Uh, I know referees today probably don't do it. But, especially, because that's when you, you know, a lot of times when you start out, you ref first. When you start in the business a lot, used to, a lot of guys did. And you would learn by watching all these other guys' styles, you know. And so Fergie was out there at Watts. And you know, it, you know, you got to see the gamut of different style of guys and gimmicks and stuff. So I'm, sure, you know, and just been in the business like I said for ten years. And he wore, and he also worked mid, mid Atlantic, because I think wasn't him Port Top Cash the uh, tag champions out there for a little while. So I have no idea. Yeah, so he's worked the territories. He's been around for ten years. He, and like I said, that ref and he, he, so he knows, he knows what he knows what to do. He's excellent. He's a ring general, big time. I noticed his tights randomly say pretty. I was trying to say, I couldn't tell what it said. I kept looking, trying to see what it said. I couldn't never, my glasses are bad. So I, I was looking and like, I can't never, I couldn't get it. I was wondering what it said. 
So I said, pretty. Was he ever pretty Carl Fergie somewhere? It might have been. Might have, you never know. Through the years, I'm sure. I'm sure he probably was some. You know. But yeah, he 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 really worked his butt off again. This is what like three weeks in a row. He's just he just went there and stole the show for. If, in my, you know, in my view, he, he stole the show. Um, Travis comes in <laughs> with Goliath and tries to body slam Goliath. That was good. You know? At like, yeah, and Goliath didn't even move. And that was one of the times when Carl Ferger came in and congratulated yeah. Goliath like he did something. Yeah, it was good. And, you know, something like that, you know, you, you got to put this, you know... The baby face ain't like to look smart, so smart all the time, you know? That was good, you know? Kind of something a little different, I thought. A little something different for the match. And they start, start the heat shortly after and get a real short heat, like just enough to turn it around to a hot tag. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff comes in, gets him rocking, double noggin knocker, and the four-way. Um, Jeff is with Fergie. Travis is with Goliath in the corner. And... Um, I didn't see how they went into the role. What I didn't, I I was looking at. Uh, I didn't. I should have rewound it. But I was, I was watching to see what Goliath and and uh, Travis is doing the corner. I, I don't have a move for move, but they go into an O'Connor with Jared on top. Prince comes in and gives a northern lariat to the back of Jared's head for the DQ. Yeah, for I didn't think. Uh, Calhoun was going to sit because he was with. Because when he came, I saw him, uh, Prince slide in. I was like, oh, they're going to screw him for the first fall. And because um, he was over with uh, Goliath and um, Travis. That's why I was watching that, you know. And and he turned around just the right time to, to, for the DQ. But um, yeah, he went to the corner rub. I didn't see how they went into it. Probably the normal way, probably to pick up for the slam and slide over. And, yeah, probably probably a slip slam a Connor roll. Yeah, that's the way you use most of them go into it. Uh, so then they uh, they blast Jarrett and say, um, "See, Prince hooks him and Fergie misses and hit or does Prince hit Fergie? I can't, I, one of them hit one of the other. I can't remember what it, what it was. Prince hit Fergie. Okay, Prince hits Fergie. Okay, yeah. They powder out. Um, so the first fall is, like I said, for Jared and Travis, and they cut the break. They come back, and it's uh, Dave and Jack at the desk, and the recap of today's show, and it cuts off halfway through, no closing or anything. So whoever recorded it, cut them off. <laughs> they got tired of seeing Jackie. Yeah, don't blame them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was, um, Jack Eaton's got to go, man. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. The first week, it was good and something different. You know, he was a cheerleader. When you start burying the referee, you got to go. Yeah. And then when he was telling somebody to come on during the match. Uh, Thompson. Was it Thompson? I was like, you ain't supposed to be cheering, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, he just asked, like, what are you doing? I mean, you can, you know, to an extent, but, <laughs> yeah, he, he, when you start, when you start uh, burying the ref, you got to go, you can't, you, you, you can't, you're, no, you're, you're not putting yourself over, 
you're just there to to be there, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think about. I think I did all my notes when we went through. Let me look at them real fast. Uh, yeah, I think pretty much. Yeah. Um. I don't understand why we're getting three weeks of gimmicks. What? No ideas, I'm guessing, because... But good gosh! No ideas ain't the word for it. I mean, if it... I'm telling you now, there's no way it's... If it drew good once, I know it didn't draw good twice. It might did decent, but third time is in a row. There's no way. There's no way it's going to do good. You, they then burn them out. It's just, I mean, at least they get rid of uh, it. I mean, it's, it's bad. It's, it's horrible. It's lazy booking. I don't understand. Why would, I mean, I mean, yeah, they're still drawing, they're still making money. Now, the boys ain't making too much money, I'm sure. Um, because I'm sure their payoffs ain't as big when the houses are down. Now, I know national houses were still decent at the time. Um, I know Memphis is up and down. I've seen some of the results. Uh, they'll have like one week they'll have like eight thousand, and then they'll have like a. I've noticed they'll have some of the results. It'll say like a three thousand attendance, thirty five hundred. You know, then they'll have one that won't say anything. And so I know they're it's up and down, but. You know, they'll have one $8,000. If they have the 8000 like, once every two months, and the rest is anywhere from five to three, you know, to three. So, so they're still making money. The promotion is. Um, like I said, the boys, probably not as much as they could be if, if the promoter was trying, you know? So, but, you know, there ain't many territories to go to, so I guess us, you know, a check's a check now. You know, at this point in time, because a lot of the territory, if their territories are going, uh, I think. Uh, let's see, Florida was dead. It was on. It was basically shut. It was shutting down at the. I think October, November, it shut down. Uh, Portland was still doing decent. Uh, World class was pretty much done. It was on its last leg. Um, Continental was doing uh, good numbers still. Um, I think they were still drawing in the fours, 4,000 range in Birmingham on Mondays. Um, still doing good in um, Pensacola, Dothan. Um, uh, I always forget the Alabama town. Oh, crap. What's the main? Mobile. Uh, even though I think they left the big building, they're still drawing decent houses. Um, so, Central States is, I think it wrapped up around this time. Uh, they finally stuck a fork in it. Because it was, it had been dead for two years. Um, so there was no place to go. So I guess they figured a decent check was better than a, than a good check, a uh, great check, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know, just, you're right, everything is kind of 
Oh, what's the word? Drying up. Yeah. But it's still, it's bullcrap that just because you're making money, there's more money to be out there if you wasn't lazy, you know? The whole thing, if you make more, you know, everybody makes more money, it's always better. But, I don't know. So, I give this show... No thumbs. No thumbs up, no thumbs down. It was just there. What do you give it? I, I'd give it a thumbs down. <laughs> I want to so bad, but... I, I did not like it in the least. Oh, I didn't either. I didn't like care for it. Um, but I just hate giving it thumbs down to be negative, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Should I give it a thumbs down? That's <laughs> nah, up to you, man. I, I definitely do. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, I hate to be so negative, you know. But I just don't. I ain't giving it nothing. It's. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I just give it nothing. It don't even get a thumbs up. It don't get a thumbs down. It was sick. It wasn't bad, but there was nothing any good on it. You know. I mean, that was bad, but not nothing just so bad that you just wanted to never watch it again. Never watch this episode again, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, this will definitely not be on my repeat watches. Yeah. Um, I fast forward to next week's show. Uh, just see what the opening was. It's a studio show. Um, I think I'm actually wishing it was a arena show after um, um, after this. Uh, I just hope they go back to normal, no um, gimmicks. I just hope we can get a storyline somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. There is no story. Only storyline is the nasties and the um, bad company, but it's getting bogged down with these stupid gimmick matches. You know, so basically, it's really no storyline. Then, really, you know, I don't know. They gotta do something because this is horrible. We went to usually in the summer is when they you know really die down on stuff. <coughs> Man, I can't stop coughing. Oh, uh, we had storylines you know all through the summer, but man, there's just no no storylines that they that they stick to. Or I thought they you know they they started with the Prince and Lawler, and then. That's one of you know. Then they went over to Don Bass, and then so I don't know, man. They gotta do something. This is like three episodes, really, because last week it got saved by that tag match. It went for that tag match. So the last basically four episodes have been three episodes. I can say three, three episodes have been not very appeasing. So. But hopefully next, there's always hope. There's next week. So. I'm glad you're so hopeful. <laughs> I'm trying my best, man. Because this, you know, I usually watch this usually Monday or Tuesday. I didn't watch this till today. That's bad, dude. 
That's really how bad I'm just like, just, I dread watching it because it's been, there's nothing looking for, nothing to look forward to. And I can tell you right now, from the show's opening, we ain't got much to look forward to next week. So hopefully the first five minutes is just, is the only bad part. So hopefully the next, the last of it's better. But that first five minutes, I could tell it was going to be a stinker. So hopefully next week, just the first five, first five minutes is bad. So I'm, I don't know. <laughs> it's not looking good for next week. I was going to tell you that much. <laughs> oh, me. All right. I'm out. I'm done. I ain't got nothing left in the tank. <laughs> I feel you. I'm going to turn on YouTube, watch some good wrestling, find something good. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> good grief. I've been coughing. This last that part of the thing has been coughing like crazy. All right. Oh, yeah. I'll say a little thing. Uh, uh, if you can, keep... Um, uh, uh, Hot Rod Biggs in your prayers. He's having complications from surgery. And uh, Wolfie D, keep him in your prayers. Uh, he got rushed to the hospital today with uh, some blood clots after a, he had a surgery. So uh, that's two guys that had um, had a lot to, a lot of um, memories in my career. Um, you know, uh, starting out with Wolfie, then. Then I I was I was a um, part of Rod's career when he first started, uh, so um, two guys that you know a lot a lot of a lot of memories of, of in my my career. So keep those guys in your prayers. Uh, and, uh, anything else? No, that's it. Absolutely, keep praying for both Rod and Wolfie. All right, all right, folks. For Jeremiah Plunkett, Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening. And God bless. Bye, bye, everybody.